we studying Hosea here, which is um, um, uh, one of the prophets uh, belongs to the group of the four before the captivity of Israel. So now we know like which which part we're looking at, and uh, historically, um, that like how can we relate this to the book of the uh, Chronicles and First uh, uh, and Second Kings. If, if we look into the first few verses of the, this book here, we know that he was, um, um, actually we can read together. We open Uzziah, one of the minor prophets, first one. After the book of Daniel. Um, I'm, I'm trying to be um, simple as much uh, as we have uh, young people here. So we know like the first few verses says to us like um, the time of his prophecies. So uh, it says in verse 1, the word of the Lord that came to Uzziah, uh, the son of Beeri. In the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. There's something interesting here. Those kings actually aligns with those kings that um, um, Isaiah was prophesizing at the time of, uh, of the same kings. So if we take like a different color, so like Isaiah here was actually in the same time. Or we can say like Isaiah was prophesizing in the same time of Isaiah. And um, we understand also that there are other actually prophets, they were in the same time. So, um, I can hear, and we know also that Zephaniah, uh, sorry, uh, Amos. So we know like those uh, prophets, they were um, um, in the same time of their prophecies. But here, like the Lord gave Isaiah a very wide general prophecy. And just like covered lots of things, lots of aspects, and um, and di- different things. He spoke about everything, uh, about, about different nations and uh, in Israel, and things about uh, the northern and the southern kingdom, and the things to come. And he spoke about Christ, and he it was a really big, a general prophecy. But when we come to uh, Hosea and Amos and those people, so um, Amos, Isaiah was from. Um, you know, like all the time we hear him about, like he go and meet the king and talk with the king. He's just like, a, like kind of like a royal person. Um, but Amos is just like a shepherd and um, like a simple man. And uh, so we found here that the Lord can give different people um, in the same time different um, jobs to do. And um, it, we we should respect the. Uh, the, uh, the 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 ministry of Isaiah, like we respect the ministry of someone like Isaiah, and because it's sometimes like it's for us easy not to uh, skip this this these books, I think it's um, it's a loss for us because it has lots of uh, things to learn from. Um, so I understand also like this is the uh, the order in the scripture that um, uh, in in our uh, Bible those minor prophets, but. Actually, in Hebrew, there is not the chronological order of them. So, historically, like example, Obadiah comes before uh, Joel, and um, and then after that, Jonah. 
So uh, they are historically different, but the one who put them together like this is Ezra, is the, uh, the, the, um, uh, um, a clever writer in the scripture after returning back from Babylon. So uh, I think we, it, it's, it's very, us, very difficult for us like, to understand Hosea if we don't know the historical background from the first uh, Kings and second Kings. So uh, please read the, those two books or try to revise the uh, notes before uh, reading Hosea. Otherwise some, some, some um, verses like would be like puzzle. For us, like it's very like example, like when he says in um, in, um, in verse uh, three, the halfway through four, it is a little while I will avenge the bloodshed of Jezreel on the house of Jehu. So, what what does that mean? So we need to understand uh, historical background to under- to be able to understand this verse. Um, uh, there's a long story short. There was a man, his name is Jehu, and he went to execute the judgment of the Lord uh, to the house of Ahab. And um, Ahab is the third king, came after Jeroboam, the son of Nabat, is the first king of uh, Israel, the one who did the golden calves. So the third king after that came, his name is Ahab, and Ahab has um, uh, Jezebel, his wife, she was an evil person. And we know that's what happened during that time. And then the Lord took, uh, spoke with Elijah and he told him that um, 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 go and um, anoint Jehu to, to execute judgment and to judge the house of Ahab. And Elijah did the same thing, uh, did, sorry, did exactly this, uh, the thing that the Lord told him and he anointed Jehu. And then after that, uh, Jehu went and uh, started to, to do the Lord's judgment on the house of Ahab, but the problem of that, that Jehu actually exceeded what, who, what he's supposed to do. He started to kill people that the Lord didn't tell him about that. He forgot that the Lord, when he say, uh, when he does judgment, it is his strange work. And he started to, 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 to see how he was a bloodthirst person. And he started to do, have um, personal motives. And um, if you read what happened in the history of uh, the first king, I think, chapter 10, and see like how evil that man was. Um, and he actually killed, um, it, it was like a slaughter, and he killed lots of people. If you hear about it, like it's, if you read about it, like it's just like really difficult to comprehend what this man was uh, bloodthirst to that extent. Um, so the Lord decided, okay, well, I will give, I will... Um, uh, Jehu did what I wanted to do in the house of Ahab, but because he exceeded uh, what um, I told him to do, uh, there is a judgment would come to him. The Lord rewarded him. He said, like, the fourth generation of your children will be sit- will sitting on the throne of Israel. And that's what it happened. So Jeroboam is the, is the, um, is the king here in the time of Uzziah, was the grandchild of Jehu. So it's a, the time came now for judgment for what happened. So the Lord, yes, rewarded the person who was doing his will, but because he was doing it with uh, evil motives, so the Lord decided to revenge or to bring judgment on him. 
So, um, so as I was saying, like Uzziah is, um, 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 he's, um, he's a, he has a specific prophecy, not like Isaiah. Isaiah is general prophet, but uh, Uzziah has a specific uh, ministry or have, have a specific uh, message to deliver. Um, it is, as we say, like as we said before, he belongs to the group of the four. And those group of four belongs to the uh, or prophecies against uh, Israel or the Northern Kingdom. And so uh, he he and, and if you follow reading the book, he doesn't give us like um, a teaching lines through um, through uh, his prophecies, but he is giving us like um, a very emotional exhortation to the people of Israel, just like someone is screaming, saying to them, "Repent and come back to the Lord. The judgment is coming." Um, one of the other lessons we listen, we, we learn from one, two, three, four, five people prophesizing in the same time that the Lord, before executing judgment, He sends prophets. And um, I still remember the time, like when I was young, and then the, it was in uh, um, in the time of the war of uh, on on Iraq, and um, that uh, the U.S. Um, made the CNN uh, for free for all countries to watch uh, the news. And they were saying to the people of Iraq that we're going to um, do a strike in this specific place tomorrow afternoon. So if any civilians need to be away from this uh, place. If people didn't take it seriously, um, they would die. But uh, lots of people like, oh, listening to the, to the news, and then they decided oh, to be away from these places. And then we started to see a live strikes on, on these places. So it was... Um, a kind of like um, uh, warning before executing the judgment or the, the strikes, and I think it's a, it's a noble thing is to to tell to tell people before um, um, uh, other other than like the alternative would be attacking them while they don't know, and um, uh, this is uh, not good. So that's what the, the Lord did. Actually, He sent the prophets to His people. And uh, he started to talk to them, but all of them refused to, to hear or to listen to him. So the, the results of that was the, uh, the judgment came upon the, the, four, uh, the, the northern kingdom, and they took them uh, in captivity to uh, Syria. Um, so an abbreviation of this, uh, of this book quickly is um, in, in, in three, three things, which is, um, or we can say like in one thing, it's just like the, the death and the resurrection of Israel. And um, we 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 can see also the the start of chapter six is the uh, is the actually abbreviation of the whole book. So the whole book is um, we can abbreviate it into one verse, which is um, "Come and let us return to the Lord, for He has torn, but He will heal us. He has stricken, but He will bind us up. After two days He will revive us. On the third day He will rise us." Rise us up, uh, that we may live in His sight. So I think this this verse here is telling us about like the death and the resurrection of Israel, and this is what actually the whole book is about. Um, as I said before, he doesn't uh, follow any um, uh, teaching rules, so he is just like um, it's an emotional and exhortation. So you don't see like chronological order of things, but what what actually in his heart he's just like. Expel it out in front of people and, and, and exhort them and try to encourage them as to returning to the Lord. So this is what um, th this uh, man was doing. 
um, a very, very um, emotional um, uh, writing. Um, so we can um, we can subdivide it to, um, or we can have like um, like seven main uh, thoughts about this this book. The first one is the uh, the birth of this nation, and the second one is the the goodness of the Lord uh, or God to to this uh, nation after the birth. The third thing is the corruption, and uh, they went astray from the Lord. And then uh, the fourth uh, thoughts we we summarize in the, in the whole book says like the Lord is trying to re- to make them to return back to Him, um, and He uh, He tried many ways for Him to make them to return back to Him. And then the, the fifth uh, part is um, uh, the judgment um, has the, to to come upon them uh, because they didn't repent. And then um, in the sixth part, sixth part we say like their, their repentance and also um, their redemption happened after that. Um, and then uh, the last uh, thoughts uh, through the whole book is about their resurrection. Uh, I'll take them quickly. So we give time for um, the book of uh, Joel. Um, the birth in Hosea chapter 11. Um, and we can... Um, Read quickly. Uh, when Israel was a child, I loved him. This is the first verse in chapter 11. And out of Egypt I called my son. Um, so this is hearing that um, the, the, the Lord calling the people of Israel is his son. And, um, and Hosea chapter 12 and verse 3. And uh, verse 3 says about Jacob, or Israel, um, and uh, he took his brother by the heel in the womb, and in his strength he struggled with God. Uh, Verse 4, yes, he struggled with the angel and prevailed. He wept and sought favor from, from him. He found him in Bethel, and he there he spoke to us. It's it's wonderful words. I mean, like how the Lord found Israel, and um, He started to um, treat them as the Father, not the Father than the aspect of the New Testament for us, but as the Father is the one is responsible for them. It's showing here the responsibility of God. God like um, took them out of Egypt. When we remember what happened, they were not a nation. They weren't a nation in, in Egypt. They were like uh, slaves. But um, when they came, not at the at, at the um, uh, family heroes, it's just like what they called it. The it's a it's, it's before crossing the uh, the Red Sea, uh, they were uh, in in a place, and and Pharaoh thought they are it's just like they are lost in the land, and it's a, it's, a, it's a good opportunity for him to kill them. Even they are outside of Egypt, but they are not saved yet. So they had to cross the Red Sea. And then after that, they start to speak about salvation and speaking about um, they are became Israel, the Lord's uh, son, and um, and it became like uh, and and I think in uh, in in in, uh, in Egypt, uh, the Lord said to Moses, "Go and talk to Pharaoh, tell him that you have to release my uh, my first son, my firstborn." So this is also another remark that the Lord was looking to Israel as his firstborn. And it's a time for them to, when they came across the Red Sea and they saw like the people of Egypt, like all of them are dead and they have no power over them anymore. So they now can start to sing and they became the nation of Israel. So this is here the birth of Israel. Um, when we go back to 
about a few verses. In chapter 11, and in verse uh, 3, showing us here that the God, how he dealt with um, in goodness with those people, and um, which is the second uh, you know, part of thoughts in this, in this book. Um, and says in verse 3 and 12, verse 3. Sorry, 11, verse 3. I taught Ephraim to walk, talking them by their arms, but they did not know that I healed them. So the, showing here um, uh, how, how God dealt with, uh, with his son Israel as a father, holding uh, his, son, uh, his son's hand and walking with them showing them how to walk or how to uh, how he kept them uh, and saved them during the time of the wilderness and also um, all their life showing that uh, that the Lord was uh, protecting them and um, as as if like he's a, any father would, would protect uh, their their children and verse four actually we use it many times in, in prayers it says I drew them with gentle cords with bands of love and I was to them as those who take the yoke from their neck, I st- stooped and fit, fit them. So this showing this how the Lord is, um, um, was dealing with them after their birth. Uh, if we jump to the third part of thoughts in, uh, in the scripture in chapter, um, which is uh, their reaction or, um, or how they became like very quickly corrupted and uh, went astray from the Lord. And this is uh, chapter 7 and verse 13. Woe to them, for they have fled from me. Destruction to them, because they have transgressed against me. Though I redeemed them, yet they have spoken lies against me. This was their reply to the good things that the Lord did to them. And then, so we see like they the, the forgot the Lord and, um, and they ran away from Him. Um, and then with chapter 2 and verse 8, uh, speaking about Israel uh, as a nation, for she did not know that I gave her grain, new wine and oil, and multiplied their silver and gold. But what they did actually is actually which they prepared for Baal. They started to worship idols and they taking the things that the Lord gave them in abundance and they started to worship idols and um, and um, and uh, worshiping idols as um, uh, the Lord talks about it like in the Old Testament as a fornication or as like com- committing adultery. It's just like as a, which is a story here that the Lord uh, brought like Isaiah uh, in, in, into a kind of like experience to let him to feel the. the to share the Lord the same feeling it's just like um, it's not easy for someone to write about something he didn't uh, experience before so that's what happened in his life he was I himself he he went and married a woman and this woman uh, gave birth for his first son and then after that because they say like it's your she will uh, she will uh, give birth to you I think it's um, in verse 3 chapter 1 uh, so he uh, went and took Gomer, the daughter of Diblaim, and she conceived and bore him a son. So this is his son, and he uh, called him Jezreel. Um, and then after that, like she, it says, okay, so um, and, and verse six says, like uh, she gave, she gave birth from uh, from um, 
committing adultery with other people. And this is the Lord um, um, bringing this prophet is to go through an experience that he saw that the woman he loved is just like decided to, to go away from him and um, uh, making horrible things. So it is the Lord is just like, uh, we shouldn't focus much about like what happened to his eye or why did it happen to him. Uh, I know lots of questions would be like this. Oh, well, uh, is it appropriate to the Lord to say to someone, don't worry about the, all these questions. Uh, it is, uh, we need to worry more about the feeling of God himself. What, what about the Lord's feeling? Um, after he did all these good things to Israel and they decided, okay, we will take all the good things, all the... Um, provision that you give us and we will take it but we're going to uh, light incense for uh, idols and other gods I think I remember like um, a king in Israel he went and he prevailed the Assyrian king and he saw like the the, uh, the altar in, um, in, uh, in Assyria and he decided to make a copy of it in Israel so you just like, it doesn't make sense you just like defeated them why are you doing that it's just like this is showing us the uh, the corruption in the in our heart, how how it's uh, how it's so corrupt. There's no way for for cure. Um, and then we go after that, like in um, in chapter two, uh, verse uh, eight, um, it speaks about uh, um, the the Lord give give her the everything, and she decided to give it to Baal and to worship idols. Um, and, and chapter uh, 1 verse 2 which is actually provoked the Lord a lot and he says like uh, when the Lord be- began to speak to Hosea the Lord said to Hosea go take yourself a wife of Hartley uh, and, child- and children of Hartley for the land has committed great Hartley by departing from the Lord so this is uh, what, uh, what the condition of, uh, of Israel after the, what the Lord did to them um, and then we jump quickly to, um, um, there are many verses, I, I will skip them, but in, in, um, in chapter 8, uh, uh, I think before we jump to the next uh, part, in chapter 8 and verse um, um, 3, saying that there is no way for them to return back. There is no way for them to return back. Um, it says, Israel has rejected the good. The enemy will pursue them. Um, and then it speaks of the, the following verse about like uh, idol worshiping. So there's no way uh, for fixing their uh, situation. So what the Lord did, um, it, it's, it's written in the book, many, many verses, I will not go through them, that he sent them lots of prophets. And the evidence is here. He was one of four or five people talking within the same time. That the Lord, this is evidence that the Lord sent them um, lots of prophets. So the Lord tried to make them to return back, but uh, that's what happened. And chapter two say, showing us like a really um, strange way of how the Lord dealt with those people. I wouldn't imagine anyone would do it, but uh, because it's His heart. Um, and so He's like, uh, therefore, behold, I will hitch, hitch up your way with thorns and wall her in so that she cannot find her pass. She will chase her lovers but not overtake them. Yes, she will seek them but not find them. Then she will say, I will go and return to my first husband for then it was better for me than now. 
So I think it's just showing how the Lord tried everything with those people, even like fence it around them so they are not doing the bad uh, things they were doing. And I think it um, reminds me with uh, a verse in, uh, in the book of Genesis, uh, in chapter 20, when uh, Abimelech, he, he, took, um, he took Sarah and from Abraham. And do, you know, do you remember what the Lord said to him? In, um, in chapter 20 and verse 6, uh, can someone read it to us? God said to him in a dream, I also knew that thou didst this in the integrity of thy heart, and I too have withheld thee from sinning against me. So sometimes the Lord will withheld people from doing sin. And this is uh, actually a low standard way of any moral uh, being would do. Like to... Uh, uh, so we need to ask ourselves, do we um, not do sin because we don't have the opportunity or because we love the Lord? The, the, the outcome of both of them, yes, we don't do sin. But it's, what is the motive? Do we don't do it because we've been withheld or there's uh, obstacles? Because uh, I'm afraid like people would, would see me in this place would say something about me but I don't I would like to be but I don't want to bring a scandal to the family or bringing um, a shame to anyone so this is this is a very important question for us and this is a way of the Lord also dealing with them but the Lord uh, uh, tried everything for them to come back to him to him but um, there was no way and then in the, the first uh, part of thoughts of this book is about like the, 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 the people of Israel w- went to a point that there is no return back. It's, it has to be, a judgment has to be come, to come upon them. There's no way. So the only way of dealing with those people now is judgment. And um, in, in chapter 4, verse 13, sorry, chapter 4, verse 17, Ephraim, which is the name of the, like we know, like the southern kingdom they call like uh, Judah which actually is two tribes Judah and Benjamin but they called Judah and the northern kingdom called like Ephraim or Israel so um, it's saying here Ephraim is joined to idols what would be the, the Lord doesn't want to release him now but he said like just leave him judgment is coming there's no way there's no way for uh, this person uh, or this those people is to repent um, let him alone um, it's very scary um, and then after that, uh, um, remember, like also, like in the book of Revelation, says like who? Um, I think in its last chapter, um, says similar things. And the chapter twenty-two of the book of Revelation, um, and in verse eleven, uh, chapter twenty-two and verse eleven says, uh, "He who is unjust, let him unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still." And goes on. So this is a condition that there's no uh, way of repentance. There has to be a judgment, and this is what happened after that. Uh, so we go to the last two thoughts uh, in this book. Uh, the Lord speaks about like He's going to scatter them amongst the nation, and that's what exactly happened literally until now. Um, and we'll come to the to the other part of thoughts here. It's just like the Lord wants him to repent. And which is, um, uh, he wants to um, arrange the redemption for them. So this is, so, so uh, there is a payment need to be 
um, met and also uh, and then they, after that there will be re uh, repentance. So in, in chapter 13 verse 14 quickly, chapter 13 verse 14, uh, the Lord says, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from the death. O death, I will be your pledges. O grave, I will be your destruction. And I think we are need to be, uh, th those parts are quoted in the New Testament and we'll, we'll talk about them quickly. So, so the, the main purpose of the Lord wasn't the judgment, in the sentence, but is, uh, is but the main purpose for the Lord was for them to repent. And when the Lord found there is no genuine uh, repentance of those people, the, the judgment came as a tool for him for them to repent. And 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 this is this is important, especially when we speak when 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 we think about um, in the New Testament and there's a judgment or kind of like at this point for any brother or sister need to be done in and in, in the in the spirit of like uh, restoring and repentance of, of the person so this is important and and chapter 3 verse 5 um, and then says uh, to them afterward the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king they shall fear the Lord and His goodness in the uh, latter days. Uh, so, um, as I said, like there's um, uh, this prophet here is jumping from uh, a thought to the other because he is here not following uh, teaching uh, lines, but he is talking in exhortation. He's a bringing their condition in front uh, of the Lord and bringing their heart, exposing their heart in front of the Lord's, wor uh, Lord's word. Um, and then finally, we come into their resurrection in chapter 2, verse 16. And it says, um, uh, And it shall be that in that day, says the Lord, that you will call me my husband and no longer call me my master. Um, and verse 17 says, Like, for I will take from her mouth the names of Baals, and they shall be remembered by their name no more. And then we, we go through... Um, uh, this part here it's a beautiful promise for them after their resurrection and I think it's here and I betroth you to me in faithfulness and you shall uh, know the Lord um, and, and and it goes on and how the Lord is um, uh, did his purpose uh, in those people and he restored them and they repented and then the resurrection of Israel happened and, and there are some prophecies actually uh, didn't happen in the time of Hosea uh, himself. So in, in chapter 3 and verse 4. Um, and, and it says to them, And I said to her, You shall stay with me many days. You shall not play the harlot, nor shall have, uh, you have a man. So, so too will I be toward you. For the children of Israel shall abide many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or scared pillar, without ephod or teraphim. Afterward, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David the kings. They shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. So, and, and, and at the time of Hosea, actually, that, this didn't happen because, uh, because they were still like uh, the altar in, um, in, in Judah, in the southern kingdom. But uh, what happened after that? The destruction of the, um, of the temple and burning Jerusalem. And King Nebuchadnezzar took all the precious uh, vessels of the Lord 
and, um, and, and the ark is not known um, anymore. And Jeremiah uh, mentioned that he, no one will, um, will be keen about knowing where the altar or um, and in his prophecy. But what I'm saying here, that those people became scattered among the nations, and uh, in 1948, uh, they started to be a nation again. But they are not gathered here for blessing, but pro- gathered for judgment, because the judgment has to come first, and then repentance, and then exactly the same story. If we looked into what happened in the book of Isaiah, those uh, seven uh, thoughts that the birth and the good things that the Lord did, and then the response of Israel uh, toward God, and then after that, um, um, he's, he's trying to bring them back, but they don't want to come back to him. Um, so the Lord decided as to the only way for them to come back is by judgment. And the Lord executed judgment. And then after that, redemption. And after redemption is resurrection. I think it's still the story of every single one of us. So it's not only the story of Israel, but the story of each man when he decided to uh, walk away from the Lord and doing his own things. So it is, it's, a, it's a story of Israel, yes, but also the story of every individual person. So um, this um, unique um, you know, prophecy. In ch- chapter 6 and verse 2, uh, and says, um, um, After two days he will rise us. On the third day he will rise us up, that we may live in his sight. So it's speaking about like two days, and then the third day there will be a resurrection, and the resurrection of Israel... Um, it's, um, it's, we, we know that will be a time of blessings um, not only to Israel but to the whole world in, um, in the millennium time so th- 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 what is written here is aligned and um, one of the commentators said um, aligned with actually the, the first uh, chapter of the book of uh, John if we, if we open uh, the gospel of John and we see here some scenes about the Lord Jesus um, in chapter 1 and verse 29 speaks about the next day John saw Jesus coming toward him. So the, the Lord Jesus is coming toward John the Baptist. Um, and then what happened after that? And, um, and verse uh, 35, again, the next day, John stood with two of his disciples and looking at Jesus and walked, um, uh, and he walked so the Lord Jesus walking away. So the first, first, first uh, beginning of the day, he see like the Lord Jesus coming, and then he's seeing Jesus is leaving. And then what happened after that? In the the next day, which is the verse forty three, uh, the following day, I will jump this part here and I go verse forty seven. Jesus saw Nathaniel coming toward him and said of him, "Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom um, is no." Uh, deceit, and uh, and we know what happened between Nathaniel and the Lord Jesus, and um, um, and what Nathaniel said in forty nine. Nathaniel answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the son of God, you are the king of Israel. So this here Israelites is re- respecting the Lord Jesus as the, the the God and 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 Messiah and the 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 true heir of Israel. So he Israel as a nation start to come to. A realization of who Jesus is and then what is happening in the following chapter and um, in verse 2 chapter 2 and on the third day was a wedding 
So it is, it's not a coincidence. I believe like there was a purpose of, of adding uh, these events and, and those specific days to just like showing to us, okay, there's, there's what is happening to the nation of, nation of Israel. The, the fig tree is, um, is, is, the, is the nation of Israel, and we start to see the, the leaves coming out, but there's no fruit. But the fruits will come after the judgment. So uh, any question? Be happy to, to answer. Just one little comment. It's really amazing the grace of God that you see in a prophecy like this, where, like Basim said, God's basically bearing his heart, he's sharing his feelings with the people through Hosea. Hosea has to marry a harlot, a woman that's going to cheat on him. And he's going to experience what God's felt in terms of the faithfulness of the nation or the unfaithfulness of the nation towards him. And just have a look at how the book ends. Chapter 14, verse 4. It says, I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely. For my anger is turned away from him. I will be as the Jew unto Israel, and so on. There's how gracious God is. Now how, how gracious He is with the nation of Israel to say words like, I will love them freely. After what they've done. Um, it's, you know, we live in the age of grace, but it's amazing just how, how often you see God's grace in the Old Testament, in, in the prophets thinking of Hosea personally generally speaking all, all the minor prophets are roughly in chronological order roughly with one major exception Hosea prophesied in the reign of four kings of Judah one king of Israel the one from Israel was named Jeroboam the second Jeroboam not the first Jeroboam there was another prophet who, before Jeroboam was born, prophesied about him and prophesied about one of his victories. You know who that prophet was? His name was Jonah. But Jonah didn't get put before Hosea in the chronological sequence. He got put quite a fair way to be chopped in the middle somewhere. And Hosea, even though he wasn't the first one, he gets put into the first place. I was just thinking about that. Jonah was the prophet that we will know was a disobedient prophet. But Hosea was a prophet whose obedience to God is just unbelievable. You know, when Mike told us last week about Ezekiel and how Ezekiel was asked to do some things that were pretty difficult. You know, one of them he was asked to do was go and prophesy and later today your wife's going to die and you're not allowed to even not to drop even one tear when your wife dies that's pretty tough but God says to Hosea I want you to marry a woman who is a harlot and who will go unfaithful against you and Hosea did it he did something that would rip his heart out 
it would destroy him emotionally. And Basim told us about how emotional this prophecy is. It's like, it's like you read into it the utter distress that Hosea was in as a man. He, he, he can't even you know, present one straight thought. He's bouncing everywhere. It's like a man who's, who's, who's crying in pain because of what he's going through personally as a reflection of what God had to go through with Israel. But I just have that little suspicion that because of that supreme obedience, willing to do even that, God allowed him to be given the first position in these books of the Minor Prophets. Whereas Jonah, the disobedient one, the most successful prophet in the history of the universe. Whoever has preached in the entire city repented. And, and yet, you know, he, he thought that was pretty bad because God didn't destroy Nineveh. I guess, you know, Jonah was a prophet and he knew that Nineveh one day was going to come and destroy Israel and he wanted to protect Israel. So he didn't want Nineveh to repent. He wanted that God destroy them. But he argues with God afterwards and says, look, I, I, I knew, I knew you were going to forgive them. I told you. But because of his disobedience, he gets shifted you know, down, the, down the pile a little bit, down towards the back. And maybe there's a lesson there for us as well about obedience and disobedience. <laughs>